This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, good morning. You are listening to the Morning Run, 6 a.m. on Thursday, the 26th of May. I'm Shazana Mokhtar in studio with Kusu Chuang and Tan Chen Lee. Morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I'm just thinking once, not three times. <laughs> did you guys get drenched yesterday? Yes, because I did on the way home. Bit. It was completely, it was a, it was a wipeout. It was just raining yeah. from morning till the afternoon, it seemed. Yes, yes, indeed. And uh, I was stuck. Um, indeed, yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> so I was stuck downstairs without an umbrella. So I, was, I had to chat with someone else, you know, to pass time. Oh, but the, the power rain... of social interaction and uh, yeah, cold calls. <clears throat> cold calls? Cold calls. <laughs> We did that yesterday. Which is actually. what we discussed yesterday, <laughs> indeed. So yes, take the opportunity to make connections as much as you can in these opportuni- in these times. I was on a motorcycle, Asha. So I had to ride home. Halfway through, it started raining on me. Oh, man. And it came down buckets, like buckets. You know those big, fat droplets that tropical rain has? You know, those not those light, just the fat ones, yeah. <laughs> oh, cannot even see. La. So, But you didn't like try to find some shelter under a bridge somewhere? No. I always see groups of motorcyclists under a bridge during heavy rains. No. Are you one of them? No. No. I thought I'd just try and make it home, you know. All right. (laughs) And then kind of traffic jam, jang. But you're on a bike. Motorcycle, Vespa. Yeah, so you wouldn't be bothered about, you know, traffic jam. No, but it was jammed because, you know, certain lanes are quite, quite narrow, so you can't really squeeze through. Absolutely. This just yeah. seems to be the reality of urban living, particularly as the economy reopens after the pandemic. I think the front page of Sina Harian today actually uh, shows traffic jams and how we're losing time on the roads. We'll discuss more of this later on in the show. And as always, we do have a jam-packed lineup for you this morning. At 7.15, we're going to discuss the rising global popularity of green bonds among investors and how this trend is taking shape in Malaysia with Nika Chikeobi of Sustainable Fitch. And at 7.30, we discuss the outlook for the Singapore economy with Kun Go, Head of Research at ANZ Bank. And Saptiandi Supat is up at 7.45, discussing uh, how currency pegs. And of course, Saptiandi is going to talk talking about currency. He's with Maybank Investment Bank. Alright, all about the Forex market there. Uh, stay, for, stay, stay with us for all this and more today on The Morning Run, BFM 89.9. That was Al Jarreau with Moonlighting from 1987. Before that, you heard Aretha Franklin with Today I Sing the Blues, a 1969 track. You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokhtar with Kusu Chuang and Tan Chen Li, 6.08 in the morning on Thursday, the 26th of May. Now, can I quote Shakespeare when I say... Apparel oft proclaims the man. This is from Hamlet, Act 1, Scene 1. Wow. (laughs) And this is what we're discussing this morning, based on an article from the Financial Times titled, The Men Who Stick to a Strict Style Diet. That's right. What does Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, have in common? They are both uh, bosses of huge tech firms. Okay, other than that. <laughs> <laughs> they wear this, well, they used well because Steve Jobs has now shuffled off this mortal coil. Yes. Um, <laughs> so he had, he had a very strict style diet, right? He wore the same thing every day. That's right. And the same goes with Mark Zuckerberg with his T-shirt, the grey T-shirt that he wears every day as well. So the, I want to ask this question to you, Chuang, since you're the man here. What does it say about a person who sticks to a strict style diet like Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg? It's about efficiency. You, you wake up so? in the morning, you need to get to work uh, fast and you need to get stuff done. So you don't want to think too much about what you're going to wear the next day. So you just, like, for, for example, I just take the, the first T-shirt off the top of the pile. 
and then, then I wear the jeans which I typically wore like last week and last <laughs> yesterday. And because it's so hot, that's all you're going to wear, right? And um, that's it. That's, unfortunately, that's all I do. <laughs> well, what, what, what's, what's wrong with waking up five minutes earlier or ten minutes earlier so that you can have ten minutes of time to choose your, your clothing for the day? Because the throne beckoneth. Uh, and many decisions are made on the throne of <laughs> to quote not Hamlet, not Shakespeare. Chuanglet to quote Chuanglet. <laughs> I think that's exactly what's going on with the, these two rich yeah, men. Actually, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. decision fatigue that's driving them to actually dress this way, uh, which is also what the article is talking about. Um, basically, a strict style diet, which is they talk. They actually, quote a few people in the article talks about the, the, who wears the same thing um, pretty much every day, not just the same T-shirt and the same turtle but also the same color scheme, the same tie, perhaps. So you mentioned, uh, Chen Li, about how these are rich people with their strict style dialects. I wonder if being rich uh, kind of insulates them from criticism of the fact that this uh, style is perhaps boring. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's the thing. Men's fashion isn't... Uh, very elaborate. It's, it, you know, you don't have as many choices to make when it comes, uh, for example, as with women. Um, you've only got a couple of colors you can use, uh, black, white, navy, that's it, right? Um, shirts, same, white, black, blue, maybe pink, if you're that way inclined. <laughs> and that's it. I have many a TikTok account that, that can negate that view, Chuang. The fact that yes. there are a lot of different style permutations for men. Correct. And there are influencers out there who show you how you can make uh, decisions and look different even with within the basic color palette that you mentioned. Correct, but it's a big decision. You spend a lot of time formulating that style and putting it together on a daily basis. For men who are you know, living by the moment and have a to-do list which is going to the dozens of things, like me, for example. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> it's a big decision. What is so big about choosing your so clothes? So there's two. I, I guess there's two kinds of men, right? Those who are that way inclined, and the, the other kind of the, that way inclined. And it depends on what kind of orientation you are, if you know what I mean. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I mean, we've been focusing on men, but I don't think women don't have these problems. Women too have issues about what they want to wear every day, right? Just that uh, it seems that women tend to be criticized more if they keep their fashion boring or simple or or don't put thought into it. You know, it's always the woman politician that's asked about her outfit, for example, never the men. Um, so I do think that when it comes to decision fatigue in clothes, both people, everybody has these problems and I guess everyone tackles it differently. On my point, while I don't wear black turtle, turtlenecks all the time, I do know that if I find an outfit that I feel comfortable in, I do tend to buy multiple colors of it and just keep mm. it in my closet so same, that I can yeah, pull it out. Same, you know? yeah, it makes the decision a lot easier. Yeah, same for me as well, actually. But um, I also want to think about the other reasons that men are doing this other than decision fatigue. Uh, what does it really say? Does it mean that this person doesn't know how to have fun? No, or not being well, very creative, perhaps? Maybe, maybe. I, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I guess, again, uh, it could indicate that. But I do feel like if the richer you are, the more powerful you are, the, the less people think that of you because you've... Because you can show that, oh, I built this. So, you know, I, there must be something to be. I'm not boring, perhaps. Well, I don't know. I, I know how to have fun. But then I don't, I'm not very imaginative when it comes yeah. to clubs. <laughs> but I do feel that regardless of whatever it is you wear, it's always down to confidence. I feel like you can wear a burlap sack, you know, you could wear newspapers. But if you strut with style... You know, somebody, anybody can carry it off. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but then also, okay, as a guy as well, I, 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 it's, it's very impressive when you come across a chap who is quite well put together, right? And it's a, it's a thing of beauty at, at many points of time. 
But it's a lot of effort. And, and for those who can put in the effort and who can't afford it because clothes, they don't come cheap, um, that is a thing of beauty. Well, tell us what you think. You know, what's your style diet? Do you believe in, uh, do you, does decision fatigue mean you wear the same thing every day? What do you think of that? You can WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899 or tweet us at BFM Radio. We're heading into some messages. And when we come back, we'll discuss how inflation is affecting the subscription economy. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Courtney Barnett with The City Looks Pretty. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana Chuang and Chen Li. 620 in the morning on Thursday, the 26th of May. Now, if you're anything like me, you've amassed a lot of subscriptions over Mm. the years. And subscription services come in all shapes and forms now. It's not just that daily newspaper that gets delivered to your doorstep. You know, we do it with streaming platforms. There's grocery deliveries for some. Socks, you can even have a subscription for socks. Yes, you can. (laughs) From Um, where? From where there is, we can get into this you know, off air. I'll tell you where you can get wacky socks. You know, it's called the Crazy Sock Club. But in any case, um, we've seen recently, though, how Netflix uh, was impacted with its subscriber figures going down in the last quarterly earnings that caused stock market havoc. Um, and with inflation putting pressure on incomes, uh, I think we can assume that many subscriptions could be getting the chop. So my question for you this morning is, if you had to, which subscriptions would you call from your trove? How do you decide what to give up on? Well, first of all, one has to get them into order. And that's actually one of the items in my to-do list. It actually says, in I've got, I've got lists all over the shop, right? I've got so many things, right? So one of them is the admin like to-do list. And that one is like 30 items long. Number two on my to-do admin <laughs> list is manage deductions. I'm not kidding you. That actually mm. exists, right? Because you, you accumulate them. And after a while, you're like, well, how come my credit card deduct here, then deduct that, then deduct that? So Spotify, Netflix, Nespresso, like um, Unify, like all kinds of stuff, right? It adds up. And I think it's so easy now to actually sign yeah. up for subscriptions. You know, it's it, they'll say, oh, for 99 cents or, mm. you know, one, yeah. one ringgit, you, you get this. Or you even get like a, a month free yeah. and you kind of forget to uh, to un, unsign from it later on. I was just doing a subscri- subscription cleanup um, a few weeks ago. And the one thing that I cleaned up actually was an, is a movie app. It's called Mubi. It was actually, oh, very, yeah. it was actually very affordable, but I actually chose to uh, take it away from my monthly credit card bill because yeah. I was not really watching it. And also, the other thing I actually took out was actually uh, an, a fitness app, um, which is called Sweat App. I think a lot of people probably subscribe to it. <laughs> yeah, so, it's like the modern day equivalent of a gym, mem- gym membership, right? Yeah. So and you don't really use exactly, it because I used it during the pandemic when we were all stuck at home. And then now that we're into endemic city, right? We, I don't really need it anymore. So I, I start to look at all these things and I want to cross them out because I like you, Chuang. I'm also trying to cut down on deduct- deducting all these expenses yeah, yeah, yeah. to uh, hopefully yeah, save some money. Yeah, I've also, I'm, a, I'm an ardent user of Google uh, products, right? And I've graduated from being a Penang cheap, free, you know, like Gmail, 15 gig like thing to, to I've, I've got like Google deductions coming out of the, my yin yang. I've got like on, on my personal, my, my, my work uh, Gmail, I, I pay for this huge memory on my personal one I pay for this huge memory because I like to take photographs yeah. so that I use Google Drive as my like go-to album thing now permanently so I've, de- I've deleted all my physical ones and like all my oh. hard drive ones so Google is like my place now and hopefully you know it doesn't go down because my life is there <laughs> <laughs> 
it's quite bad. It's a good story, Charles. You know, you've got a point. I mean, but think about it. If we look at it broader, I guess if we take a broader picture look, how is this all going to affect the subscription economy? You know, how will all these um, companies that rely on subscriptions for income, like Netflix, for example, the fact that they're seeing subscribers, um, you know, withdraw from their service, that's going to put a lot of pressure on these businesses who rely on repeat customers to come in. There shall be consolidation, like Peloton. Peloton died, right? Peloton, you have to pay a subscription to access those gym mm. instructors. No, I think they died also. They are doing very badly yeah, at the moment, yeah, yeah. Um, losing a lot of a lot of customers for sure. Yeah, I think that would definitely be a moment because especially during the pandemic, um, the two years, there was a lot of uh, impulsive or need-based subscription or like sign-ups. Zoom subscriptions as exactly. well? Exactly. And then, but then things has changed, you know. So there would definitely be a moment for these kind of subscription companies that sales is going to come down and they are going to have to get used to it and maybe think of something new. Otherwise, then, you know, they just have to accept this is the situation. Wasn't like, it the CNN Plus that tried to launch a new streaming service? Yeah, they, they spent a few like months ago. $200 million or something it just died, like died in the water, died. I right? think barely yeah. a very month, short period of time. Yeah, yeah, barely yeah. a month after launching, they shut yeah, it down. And yeah. that was due to CNN's also internal changing Issues. of structures mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, I think, I suppose companies like Apple have a better chance of retaining subscribers simply because of their huge base of people who use their products they have a very smart well it's very very clever very they tie you in and then you can't go for example (laughs) they they recently offered me this great deal i get like apple arcade and apple fitness what's apple arcade the games the The games apple arcade fitness apple music um and it's all in like one neat package and i'm thinking like hey that's not too much to pay for all of these services (laughs) but whether i'll actually use them is another question right and not forgetting they also just launched a subscription for hardware right like you can rent a phone so oh my god once you're in that ecosystem, like I, I wanted to change my phone recently, I went back to Android ultimately, right? But if you buy the phone, then you got to buy the buds. Once you buy the buds, you got to buy the watch. Once you get the watch, you got to get the streaming service, the music, and then there's the data, there's the one Google, one Apple, one whatever, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. They and really try to that, suck you in. They got you by the short and curlies, man. But once, once <laughs> it's, I have to say, once you're in their universe, it's really hard to extract yeah, yourself yeah, as yeah. an Apple, um, I guess, victim, survivor? I don't know. <laughs> so you've taken more than one bite of that. Pretty Pretty much, pretty much. But tell us what you think, you know, in this uh, in this economy of high inflation, are you culling your subscriptions and what's the first to go? You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899 or tweet us at BFM Radio. We're heading into the 6.30 a.m. News Bulletin and when we come back, we check out global headlines. Here's the Style Council with my ever-changing moods to take you to the news. BFM 89.9. Cooler shaker with modern blues, but we're not blue here. We're bright and chirpy and cheery. We're the morning run. I'm Shazana Mokhtar with Kusu Chuang and Tan Chen Li. We're coming up to 6.41 in the morning on Thursday the 26th of May. It's that time of day when we take a look at what's making headlines around the world. Chuang, why don't you start us off with what's caught your eye this morning? Well, the fact that the suckers born every minute, every moment of the day. <laughs> you know that guy, Adam Newman, the one who started WeWork, right? WeWork, yes. Um, 40 Very... billion valuation plunged to 10 billion, 5 billion. His buddies, his family, his cousins, everybody who's in the business... And then as every round of money that he raised, he was selling his own shares in the process. He banged like $2 billion, $3 billion, despite the fact that the company just went almost under, never IPO'd. Well, at the time now, it's come back again. Well, he's got his new business now. It's, it's, it trades carbon credit. And the records of which are kept on the blockchain. So he's called it Flow Carbon, I think. And he says his name, it Flow Carbon, Flow, because it describes the state of mind he feels when he's out surfing. <laughs> 
the uh-huh. visionary that he is. Wow. Nonsense, right? This okay. is a guy that has suckered people over and over again. And he's doing it again. He's raised money from people like Andreessen Horowitz. Andreessen Horowitz is one of the top VC films in Silicon Valley. He's fooled. Well, I, I, it could be a fool. It could be a real business. But, you know, look, I mean, he's already fooled people once, right? Do you think it's the hair? Maybe the fact <laughs> that he carries his hairstyle so well. He's so charismatic. He's, he's just able that. to convince people yeah. that he knows what he's doing and what he's talking about. So please invest in me to yeah. make profit. Yeah, he is a performer par excellence. I've, I've actually no, um, viewed body language videos of him on YouTube. And he's an amazing, amazing orator, amazing show. And that's how we raise money. Oh, so yeah. the revival of Adam Newman. We'll have to yeah. we'll have to watch this to see whether it gets anywhere or whether it'll come to the same conclusion as we work. What about you, Chen Li? What's caught your eye this morning? I'm actually looking at something quite gloomy, which is the shooting in the United States, uh, which has left at least 19 children and two adults dead. I think the Joe Biden had a speech a few hours ago. It talks about possible amendment to the uh, Second Amendment. Um, actually, if you look at this shooting, this is not the first time we did. This has been going on for such a long time. I think there has been uh, 39 shootings in K-12 schools and colleges and universities in 2022, resulting in 10 deaths and 51 injuries already. And this is not just something that they have to do with gun laws. Okay, can I give you some data, right? Guns surpassed car accidents as the number one cause of death for children in 2020, jumping nearly 30% between 2019 and 2020, right? Yesterday, well, two days ago, the shooting in Texas was the 27th school shooting in America this year alone, right? Which means one has happened every five days in 2022. That's incredible. Only in America. Only in America. And this uh, issue has just been so uh, long running. The fact is that they really can't get their uh, gun control uh, laws in order. There's just a lot of opposition to it. It's a very divisive issue over in the States. But I guess to the rest of the world, it's really appalling that school children are bearing the brunt of what's happening on the ground here. So whether this will be a catalyst to actually see some kind of legislative change, that's really the open question because that's that's what's happened after every single shooting. Yeah, Everyone yeah. asks, is this the time when, when the legislators will act? Um, so far, no. Yeah. The all-powerful National Rifle Association is supposed to meet in Houston this Friday. So let's see what happens. We will keep watch on that. Another story that caught my eye this morning is really what's happening over in London regarding Partygate. Uh, Boris Johnson, of course, had an investigation into his administration over whether his office held parties during the pandemic. I think a lot of damning evidence has come out of that. Boris Johnson had to uh, answer to his MPs in Parliament uh, addressing these, not even allegations. I think it's evidence that there was wrongdoing. There have been several uh, officials fined over this. Um, But really, it's uh, it's causing a lot of discontent and heartache to think that uh, the government has been partying in inverted commas while uh, people out there were trying to uh, 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 what's that called? They're trying to follow lockdown orders to keep themselves safe from the pandemic. And well, they is, themselves are yeah. not following the laws. Yeah. There is pictorial evidence of Boris Johnson dancing drink in hand on the dance floor in the House of Commons. That, I mean, that's pretty damning. But the fact that this actually gets out, that it's transparent, that there's discussions on this, I mean, to me, that's also a good lesson in um, integrity and credible. Mm-hmm. At least at least you've got the processes to put this in place. I don't see this kind of uh, discussion or reporting really happening here. Well, we've got former prime ministers going around town, you know, taking oh, yes, pictures with people. True. Meeting with dignitaries. to Singapore, meeting with dignitaries, buying right. golf clubs, <laughs> (laughs) You know, so it's a different world. 
A different world indeed. America, uh, the UK, Malaysia. Anyways, 6.45 in the morning. We are taking a quick break, but when we come back, we'll check out what's making headlines in our local newspapers and portals. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. That's the boss, Bruce Springsteen, with Brilliant Disguise. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana, Chuang, and Chen Li. 6.50 in the morning. It's the time of day where we take a look at, at what's making headlines in our local newspapers and portals. Uh, the front page of the Sina Harian, Usia Habis Atas Jalan. It's talking about the traffic jams that we have been experiencing in the city as of late. Uh, they seem to be a lot worse than usual. I think everyone's really griping about how soul-sucking it is to be stuck in traffic day in, day out. You know, the extreme weather patterns that have been occurring in Malaysia, remember up until maybe four days ago, it was so hot during the day, mm. 37, 38, 39 degrees. Now it's like so cool. Thunderstorms, extreme rainfall. Mm-hmm. What the hell is going on? Well, people say it's climate, climate change, change. <laughs> right? I, I mean, the naysayers like, come on, look at this, lah. You know, there's something going on here for sure. Erratic weather patterns indeed yeah. causing havoc uh, to our daily lives. Uh, but meanwhile, what other what other uh, headlines catch your eye this morning? Pandas. Remember, we have two of them in really? the, in the zoo. We actually have the third one last year that was born May 31st last year. Does it do kung fu? I'm um, joking, 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 joking. Sure he does, Chuang. Sure he does. Is that Poe? <laughs> so the name for this third cub is actually called Sheng Yi. That represents uh, friendship and also peace. And uh, actually, I, I kind of wonder why is it that the baby was born last year and only just got his name this year? Yeah, well, forget- ha- have you seen pandas when they come out? They don't even look like pandas. They look like little rats. Mm. It takes so long for them to actually grow into the black and white bears that we recognize. So perhaps it... Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps. perhaps. <laughs> so Sheng Yi actually weighs 27 kilograms now. So probably oh, yeah. why? That's uh, a big baby, man. <laughs> <laughs> And As a diplomatic weapon, they're fantastic because they're <laughs> soft, they're cuddly, and they're from China, you know. So, you know, we're not but military, we're not nuclear. Yeah, we're, we're, we're fantastic. <laughs> what, what does Malaysia deploy? Um, sat- not satay, right? Um, what is it? Nasi lemak? What do we have? Diplomacy, what do we have? perhaps. Perhaps Maybe so. the wow, you know. No. I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm just thinking what kind of we gift we could give people. Like, right, pandas are amazing diplomatic weapons, man. You just issue them all over the this world. This is a topic that can be talked about for an hour, actually. Right? Because because there, there's a different, different, different discussion about what kind of diplomatic gifts to give to other countries. Apparently, Tunku Zafrul is an UMNO member. Oh, is that yeah, so? Yeah, I remember yeah. him being on the Breakfast Grill a couple of years ago. Did and you saying, ask him? I believe it was asked whether he was part of a political party. And at that time, he said no. Uh, but I suppose think the situation has changed now. So is that, uh, is that the news? Well, that's the conf- confirmation according to UMNO's Executive Secretary, Sumali Ridwan, confirming the news told the Malaysian inside that indeed Tunku Zafrul is with the Lumba Pantai Division. Okay, mm. so perhaps we will see somebody running in the next elections. Sprinting, probably. <laughs> Sprinting. <laughs> we'll keep just in. like the morning run. <laughs> just like what we do every day. Uh, what else? What else has caught your eye? Yes, continuing on my light uh, coverage of news today this morning. Um, Nia National Park is on track to become UNESCO Heritage, Heritage Site. Uh, oh, really? Yes. Cool. Yes, it's going to be... Uh, they, they will be joining the second... Uh, they, will, they, they will be joining the first, actually, which is Mulu National Park in Sarawak to be called a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And currently, in the, they're still in the process of being nominated, there's a they they're expecting a final report to be submitted this year. Uh, sorry, next year actually, 2023. There's a deadline for that. I, I'm not very familiar with the process of application to be a, a UNESCO heritage site, but looks like we're going to have another one in Kuching or oh, in Sarawak. 
That's fantastic. I think it's important to remember just how rich um, our environment, archaeological system here in Malaysia is. We're one of the most diverse countries in the world. And I don't know if we have enough acknowledgement and awareness of that, uh, especially in terms of preserving what we have, what with all the development going on, whether these discussions are really taking place at a higher, high enough level to uh, preserve um, the environmental riches that we have. Yeah, the biodiversity. A lot of people don't realize that Langkawi is also has some kind of UNESCO classification. Penang has one on the uh, environmental is, side, the building. Yes. So the, the historical one. side. Langkawi is more on biodiversity. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't realize between Langkawi and, say, Sabah, right? Sabah is very near the Marshall Line. The Marshall Line dem- demarcates, you know, the, the shifting land masses you know, thousands of years ago. Mm. So the biodiversity that you see in Sabah is very different from what you see in Langkawi. Absolutely. Different plants, different flora, different fauna. Please mm. take the opportunity to explore that if you have the chance. Uh, we're coming up to 6.55 in the morning and heading into the 7 a.m. news bulletin. After that, we'll check out how global markets closed overnight. But taking you to the news is Cream with White Room, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.